We're doing the second part on why Hashem created intimacy and the sexual desire. It says, So he's saying, Rav Volbi is saying, Eitan, that um, we know all the cells, cumulatively, were made up of cells in our human body, right? And it says, He says, actually, it's a miracle during our inception in the ninth month of the... Ultimately, like, a child that's born is born from one cell, right? And then, it, um, especially the first years of our life, it's amazing how such things so small from inception... When the husband and wife are intimate, then it grows into something so large. So our DNA, right? When we're born, when we're incepted, right? When the embryo is created... He has a certain cells from his mother, right? And certain cells, DNA cells from his father. So, both the spiritual legacy and the physical legacy, right? A lot of, obviously, we're just trying to say that... Um, Either you take after your father or mother, how you look, how you act, how you, your physical attributes. And then the, the goal is, is to have children yourself and continue your family legacy in mankind, right? That's the furnace of Torah, that God wants to what? Procreate. Procreate. So he says the cells of our sperm... Where do they when where do they actually grow? So you'll be able to pregnant a woman? Near your bar mitzvah, right? That's puberty. Oh when? He's talking about puberty, the idea of puberty. So he says that's when your body physically becomes goes through, right? Both women and men in their own way go through different changes. After that, right, once you hit purity, till you get like into your 20s, your body keeps on, it grows, right? You grow a lot and you become strong and you become rewired at that time. Robust. A man, robust. Both the women also physically, their body shapes in a form that they're able to carry children, and right? And so on and so forth. The is that of modern generations, you understand? Through procreation. Level of life as a mentor, right? So when you start getting these sexual desires and your body starts having the sperm, right? All the cells to procreate. God is telling you, fix your own boat. 
you become something ready to go and become a fog on yourself. To gain the door, right? We go to the Borat, the mountain of Sinai, and we have to give it over to the next generation, right? Which means I think this may be the real life they can and just the the Torah procreate, right? Right, there's obviously we are created through three partners. Who are the three partners? The Father Hashem, right? So the Shuv Imshe Shutfim Aisha Shirichi Hashem Diot Lo Ezer Imshe Chinash Tishra Benim. It says again. Oh wow, this is a beautiful idea. He's saying again, you were created with three partners. So it's the most important decision. I don't know if you saw that. But when Elliot comes back, we're going to do a Ten Commandments of Dating. The most important decision you make is who you marry. Because right? again, the three partners come about, right? Who your soulmate is. That's why interesting. I was uh, doing a funeral today. It's interesting. It says, your father has to rebuke you. But who's, where, do you, where do you get the Torah from? Your mother, because the mother has a more she, when, when children in their formative years, right? And before Bar was with the children the whole time, it's the Torah of the mother, not the Torah of the father. Even though you take opposite. But what I'm trying to say is that once um, you pick the right soulmate, then in your home you get the third partner, which is what that's most glorious achievement one could make, Jason. Mr. Eliel, you know that? That to have such a home where there's so much peace and understanding and full Torah, that God's Echinah, right, dwells in it. That's why going back to our Thursday class, you shouldn't have any TV in your house altogether. I should have mentioned that. But I was a... But anyways, it says... Next paragraph. It says... So it says... I wanted to let you know, uh, I was actually saying this today earlier in the day. It's interesting, I'm saying it twice, this idea. This great job in the world is to be a parent, you know? As great parents create children. And like, um, if you want to get your... Like the Chavit Times says this. The Chavit Times says, uh, The in Mashiach didn't come is because of Lashon Hara, right? Now I want to ask you something. If somebody from the day his father and mother were sadikim and they never said Lashon is it going to be easier for him to be a God-fearing and not, not say gossip? Or if a whole lifetime, till 25 he said it, now he wants to do what? Tshuva. It's very hard. It's not so easy to do, right? So he says, the idea of Volbi is trying to say here, Eitan, is, to be a father, you need to be prepared. That's why we go to yeshiva. That's why we do shalom bayi classes. That's why to be a good husband. These things, these two titles of being uh, uh, the way Hashem wants you to be—a caring, patient, good father and husband—need a lot of preparation. You understand? And a lot of Torah to know what the Torah says, how to treat your wife, your kids, right? It says, He says, When Hashem sees that you're starting to go through puberty, what is Hashem telling you? Hashem saying, Get ready. Increase your knowledge of Torah. Increase your spiritual potential. Because one day you're going to have to be a great, great, you're going to have the greatest job in the world. You know what it is? To be a parent. That's why all these people like, 
I don't want to knock anybody. I know a lot of people can't afford their house or living if they, both the husband and wife don't work. But it says like, a lot of times the wife works and the parents are always on vacation, these super richie, snobby people. And then nobody's there to raise... Who raises the kids? The maids. So they gave the most important job in the world. What? To a beast, Yeah, to somebody that's not... And it says, like, I, I hate to say this, but, like, it says, would you give your BMW or your Mercedes, let your maid drive it, but now your kid, the whole time, they don't realize. And that's why we have a generation of, like, your Samuel people, narcissistic, you know, atheists. They don't even know what holy is. They haven't tasted Kedusha, the Tahara purity, right? And it says... It says when, when, when a person starts becoming puberty, it's Hashem telling you, get ready to be a father. You understand? He says one day, you know, we Jews, Hashem wants us to become mature at a very early age. You know that, right? We don't fool around, get married at 30, 40, right? Chas v'shalom. 18 lechupa. Okay, you want to delay it 20, 20 22. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm going to tell you some really, really red zone stuff. It says it's brought down in the Zohar and the holy books that the more pure thought the mother and father have, the more pure the child is. The child is. Yeah. The soul they get is a higher quality, yeah. especially the highest quality souls come when, the Zohar says. Shabbat. Shabbat, Friday night. It says, You know, right before we sleep, we have to say, And what do we say? We, we pray to Hashem that um, the, uh, our mita, our, our bed, which means our children should be it's this week's Pasha, actually. Because Yaakov had a big zechut. It says, Yaakov Avinu, all of his children were sadikim, right? From Reuven through Benjamin. That's a big zechut. That's a big legacy to give the world. That's the greatest present you could give Hashem, that when you leave this world, all your children are God-fearing and upright and integrity and faithful and loyal servants to who? Hashem. It says, Yaakov Avinu, which is interestingly this week's parsha. Avram didn't have that zechut necessarily. Yitzchak didn't have that zechut. So he says, somebody that was going, somebody that his father is a Talmud Chacham. You listening? And he's grown in, in the lap of luxury of Torah. He knows how to infuse holiness into every aspect of his life. Actually, somebody was telling me this, uh, this the other day. That you, you, you see the difference when some kids, they have the um, holiness on their face. You understand? So I'll tell you an amazing thing. They went to the Gagal Ador of Shach and they said, they said, why is there so many chutzpah nowadays in our generation? You know, the last like 50, 60, 70 years we've been people, seen people have so much chutzpah 
They don't have any respect for the parents, grandparents, their rabbi, their rebbe, their Torah teacher. He said because, he says this is because of TV. He says TV, like my rebbe, Harav Eliezer ben David said, the worst thing you could do is have a TV in your bedroom. Well now, nowadays everybody has the smart, smartphone. Because he says if the husband and wife, he says the reason why these children are so chutzpahdik is because the God forbid the father and mother when they addicted to the movie stars and supermodels they're, when they're with their wife to create the baby the baby in a way becomes a spiritual bastard oh. because the father the, you know there's yeah. a book by the Ramban if you ever want to learn it he goes through the whole spiritual idea of what um, intimacy is and it's not only the body's connecting it's the soul's connecting but the soul is in the mind so if the two people are together but they're thinking about they have uh, God forbid ideas of other people then God says sends a soul that's not shameful it's, it's a sh- soul that's full of what? chutzpah and that's it says in our religion it's very bad to be chutzpah it says az panim legeinom a person that chutzpah he goes to geinom uboshet panim legeinom so let's finish it up, this up quickly it says Ulam and says, okay, no, my goodness, this is probably so important. Oh my goodness, we have to put this in the title of this. He says, you shouldn't get depressed if you have wet dreams. This is something somebody like made 50 videos about it, a series. I you about that. Yeah, this is Carrie. It's called Carrie. It says, last paragraph. It says, and they love. It says, if you have, God forbid, wet dreams. He says it shouldn't make you something that you become paranoid by it. He says, He says, only two people we knew, he says, sometimes at night, naturally it happens. You understand? When you're holding on to too much nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're holding on to too much. He says, we only know Yaakov and Eliyahu Navi never had that problem. Really? It says, uh, first of all, it's not a sickness. It's not something damaging. It says, most of the time you saw something you shouldn't have during the day and it triggered it. Or you have too much um, sperm. It says, sometimes it's, it's either because you ate something that made it too much, you know, it increases. You're like an Yeah, your uh, sperm count. Or you be, it made something that you were very tired, you know. A sickness, it's like a physical illness. And what's the biggest proof to that? If you didn't have a dream about it, like a bad, you know, like a sexual dream. It said, and it, oh, oh my goodness, this is so good because some people, people, they really out of this. Like I said, in the Shulchan it says the worst sin is to w- waste your seed. But that we're not talking about, we're talking about something that's happening. Doing such a thing, or somebody is he's unconscious, he's sleeping. Yes, then. And Anu Levat Torah Bimcha. He says it's causing to get depressed, and that's fun. Some people think because it's hard. It's like everything. He said that's talking about somebody that does it proactively when he's conscious. That's like murder because you're wasting energy. Could create no, and that could chuva. Yeah, but here we're talking. I mean, not we're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu. It's for sure. It's that one conscience beautiful. So that's leaving. The most important thing in life is to learn Torah b'simcha. 
Like it says, he says one time Rabbi Huda ben Betera, Gemar Brachot, he saw one of his students that was sitting in front of him was like, Megamgim, at the petting. Why? Because he was like, oh, last he was about Terry. So what have you done? Right, that's why we light an, uh, an, the, um, a light in honor of the deceased person because it's a uh, thing is kind of something that's what fire out the boat is one of the superficial things in the world. Right? Okay, so it's very beautiful what he says here. He says. He's actually the best remedy for having bad thoughts and bad dreams is Kina Makom Torah. He says usually that's the best remedy and obviously if it gets to a place where you can't control yourself that means that it's time for you to get married. He says one of the things that the Torah does it makes this whole thing weak, right? Because it makes you pure. Oh wow, that's so glorious what he says here. He says, in the end of the day, there's nothing else that can control our Yetzirah, right? Whether it's the Yetzirah of gluttony, and especially the evil desire to, to do sexual immorality. The best thing is learning Torah in depth, right? With Gemara Rashi Tosvot. Bikfiyut, in depth. So there's a beautiful, glorious, I recommend everybody go look up this Avod de Rabbi Natan Abavli in chapter 20. It says, It says, whoever puts Torah into his heart and is always obsessed about thinking words of Torah, they nullify anxiety. And you know, there's a, you're becoming a psychologist. So there's a lot of different phobias. People have phobias of... Right. A lot of people are going to be scarred from COVID to the end of their life. But if you learn Torah, they're going to take away the, you the anxiety and the phobia of COVID, of war, of hunger. You know, some people, Eitan, if you go into to their garages, they stack, hoarding, yeah. they hoard like 10 million cans of tuna. Because it's a sickness. It says, the Ovos the Rabnos and Abavli is saying there's a remedy to all of these things. You know what? Inside their mind is empty... Your mind can't... You, your mind, my Rosh Hashiva used to say this, Rav Weinberg Zatzal. He says in the Shema, it says, It says, Be careful that you're, you don't think about Hashem, your heart goes away from Hashem, then you could do Avodah Zarah. There's a big difference. How could that be? Just because you don't think about Hashem, you go to Abu Zara, it's like a whole different... It says no, because the mind has to have something. That's why these liberals, they, they hug trees, they're willing to like cost $10 trillion of the economy of the world because of global warming. They're going to destroy the world economy. You understand? Because everybody needs something to live for. What this Avustar Abnasan Abavli is saying, is saying when you don't have Torah and Hashem and Bitachon in your mind, then you become worried about war, or a famine, or nonsense, sports, or zenut, sexual what? Immorality, right? Or sometimes you think about, you fantasize being with uh, different supermodels, or God forbid, even with, with married women, or divarim betelim, or, or uh, finding the glorious job because David HaMelech said Hashem yesharim he says God's mitzvahs make us happy and it, it, it glows our hearts 
Nura Cheshme, right? The Torah. So it says, Kol Libo. So it says, once you put Torah into your heart, like it says in Shema, right? It says all these different anxieties and these lawless and nonsense thoughts of like sexual hirhurim go away. But look what the end of the Avostar Abnasan says. But whoever doesn't put Torah into his heart, what is he going to have? He's going to have um, phobias and thoughts, crazy obsession. Oh, there's going to be a war. The war, the war. You know how some people are like that? Oh, the world is going to end tomorrow. Go sell everything. Let's go live underground. We have to move to Kalamazoo. In the zoo in Kalamazoo because... What's a good time for buying property? So it says, or he's going to be obsessed and anxiety and phobia of hunger or crazy stuff or zenut, right? Doing adultery and sleeping with women that are not his wife, right? Where do all these th- thoughts come from? Because there's no Torah in the mind. When there's no Torah, because Torah is like water. Like, you know, the, the, the uh, hole they threw Yosef in the pit? When you don't have Torah in your mind... Then all these crazy different ideas start to... There's too much space for other... Yeah. Sheken katu b'mishnah Torah. V'ayu la'ot v'fetot v'zarecha atachad Hashem v'at Hashem When you don't serve Hashem with love and with enthusiasm and you... So there's nothing in your mind, then you go serve... All of these are like Avodah Zarah, right? All these crazy and wacky, libertard ideas and... Tameh. I mean, the common denominator is a bunch of nonsense. If you don't grow Torah in your mind and heart, what starts to grow? The wrong things. The wrong things. He says the best place you could li- live with your Yetzirah in peace, in imbalance, where the Yetzirah doesn't overtake you, is when you're in the four walls of the Bet Midrash, right? In a yeshiva, in like this room, right? Where they learn Musar. He says there's nobody more balanced and perfectly healthy, spiritually healthy, somebody that has Torah in his mind constantly. You know why? Because all these crazy ideas don't grow there. He knows that he has a big terrorist within him. He knows that there's a Yitzhara. He's not to say that if you're if you're uh, in a Makam Taira or in a Koilal or Yeshiva or a Bet Midrash, you don't have a Yetzara. You know about your Yetzara, right? You're not faking it, that he doesn't exist. But you know how to deal with him. Because you have the medicine. Barati lo Yetzara, Barati lo Torah Tavlin lo. And it says, the holiness of the Torah doesn't even only make your Neshama shine. It makes your body shine also. The, the radiance of the Shekhinah is it, even on your face. So it says, Then your mind is not like this cesspool of crazy ideas and nonsense and going doing drugs and going being with this... Like they're animals, these people. And you know, even in our own community. One night they go to sleep with her. One day, what, what is this? What are you, animal like a dog? You stoop everybody? You stink, it, it's disgusting. But he says somebody that has the Torah, 
he has the light of the Shekhinah within him, and he's Hadrat Kodesh. His whole life and mentality is pure and good. And then, now he's able to find the appropriate wife, right? If he's all, always, because ultimately, either we're in control of our Yetzirah or the Yetzirah is in control of us. Now, how do we become in control of our Yetzirah? Through what? Tamu Torah. Then we were able to create great children through the whole holy institution of marriage. Amen.